0: Working together is gonna be legend, wait for it. and welcome to episode 37 of Zero Life. My name is Barrett Courtney. I am your host for this week and here joined with me is a very special guest making his second appearance ever on the internet is Eric Courtney aka my dad. What's up dad? How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. How are you?
0: I'm doing all right. So if you in case you didn't know Zero Life is a Sometimes a weekly show where we talk about nerd culture and pop culture and all the things we love about it. And uh, we post when we can, Wednesdays at 12pm Pacific Standard Time, right here on youtube.com slash zero life and all of your favorite podcast services and all that good stuff. Dad, we only have one thing to talk about this week on Zero Life. And that is, what is it? What are we talking about this week? um
1: Star Wars
0: yeah we're gonna talk, <laughs> we're gonna talk a good Star War uh and we're we're gonna talk about uh, our thoughts and feelings on Star Wars the Last Jedi so how we're gonna do this uh we're gonna we're gonna sort of do three segments one we're gonna talk about sort of our thoughts and feelings on like, the entirety of Star Wars to give, like, people sort of, like, an idea of, like, where we're coming at with The Last Jedi, Uh, and then we're going to talk about our spoiler-free thoughts on Star Wars, and then we'll get into all the spoiler goodness and whatnot. So, Dad, as uh, an older, old-school Star Wars fan, sort of, like, where do you come down on, like, the original trilogy? Like, what is your favorite? Like, how do you like each one of them? In, like, sort of a
1: quick summary all right um my favorite is empire okay uh and then uh a new hope uh, and then return of the jedi um and i i guess uh <laughs> the last jedi is my new fourth favorite <laughs> um it, it surpassed uh uh, the Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've only seen A New Jedi twice, and I fell asleep the first time for a little bit. Yeah.
0: Um, you needed to take a quick nap, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, we saw it twice yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, so I feel like I have a pretty good understanding yeah. of how I like. And you didn't it. fall asleep the second time, no, I you, didn't and
0: you're still pretty like. You were, yeah, you and, were and I realized like... I
1: didn't miss. I probably only fell asleep for like ten minutes. Yeah, that first
0: time. Uh, and so and like the prequels, you're like. Yeah. Uh, Episode Three. It's fine. Is my, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> um,
1: and then I've kind of gone back and forth about episodes two and one as to which one I like better or worse. Um,
0: I, I always say I like two better because it's so entertainingly cringy, whereas one half of it is just boring yeah. and, like, you want to sleep through it. So that's always my argument. But, like, yeah, it's, they're both just real bad. <laughs> um, and... So before the last Jedi, you said Force Awakens was your fourth favorite yeah, Star Wars movie. Then yeah, yeah. um, that one I really liked as well. It's uh, definitely a retreading of A New Hope, but I think it's like, I think it's what Star Wars fans needed, especially after all the junk of the prequels. Like we just needed a sort of safe, solid Star Wars movie, uh, and we got that. And uh, with Rogue One, I would like for me, I don't even put it in. The, the rankings or, or yeah, anything interesting like,
1: I mean it's it, I liked it it was okay but yeah. it's it's like uh What's the TV show that they do with like the, the cartoon? The Ewok. Show? Or no, the, like, the Ewok TV show. <laughs> no, like the uh, the Clone Wars. Oh, I okay. Mean? It's like it's a like, more side side stuff. thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or like the Star Wars Christmas special, with, with <laughs> where they introduced the very
0: seminal character Boba Fett. <laughs> uh, I forgot that's how he got introduced. Yeah, <laughs> it was like in cartoon form, was it not? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um. So. No, sorry, now you have a perspective of uh, how we feel generally about Star Wars movies. Uh, we'll start talking sort of spoiler-free thoughts, general thoughts on Star Wars uh, The Last Jedi. So, Dad, I'm very interested to hear generally what you what you thought about the
1: movie. Um, like I said, I liked it. Uh, and um, it, what I f- liked about it, too, was like you said, The uh, Force Awakens was kind of this safe... You know, Star Wars movie uh, cookie but cutter this, sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, but this this was different, um, mm-hmm. which was cool. Uh, I, I like the direction they went, and uh, yeah, it wasn't you know, it didn't feel like oh, it's Empire all over again. Yeah, or, you know, whatever.
0: And I, I feel like for for me, the there's been a lot of I seeing all the, my friends and everybody talking on the internet, I, I knew that this was going to be the most divisive Star Wars movie, and I think it people are very split with the sort of different things that they did in this one, and I think for some people, like, those different main beats, like, landed for them and it worked, and there's other people who just couldn't, couldn't sort of suspend, uh, suspend their disbelief and believing that that stuff would happen and for me, like, a lot of the things they did differently I, I really enjoyed and I think not only, like, fits in with the Star Wars universe but sort of redefines what sort of a Star Wars movie can be, you know? Because this is structurally very, very different from any other Star Wars movies and, like, it works for me and I think it's... What they do differently I think they do on purpose for, like, the themes, which I don't want to get super into uh, just to, since is the Spoiler Free segment... But uh, I, I think they did it specifically for like what themes are happening in this movie, and it sort of all worked. There were definitely parts of the movie that I did not like. Um, the like first time around, I was watching it, and I was like, ah, this is not great, and it sort of doesn't like it. Sort of serves like the main plot, but not really. Uh, and that was like sort of on my first viewing. The second viewing, I was more into that storyline, but. The the place they go, like literally go, is definitely like aesthetically akin to the prequels. And I I that I feel like that's why a lot of people are like reactionary, like, oh, this is bad, you know, because it definitely was a very like CGI and, you know, the, the place looks like um, Naboo a little bit, but like said, richer it, and fancier. It, it
1: reminded me of... uh. The, uh, episode 2, when they're chasing that uh, bounty hunter um, that tried to kill uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Queen Amidala. Yeah. They chase her into that bar, bar. or whatever. Yeah. That, that scene, <laughs> it was very aesthetically similar. And just that area mm-hmm. that, on uh, Coruscant. Coruscant, believe, yeah. It was very kind of... St- reminded me a lot yes. of that. So I see where you're coming from. And here. and so, yeah, there were like, parts of it like, oh, yeah, this
0: didn't work for me. But on, like on second viewing, I think definitely it was... I understood a little bit more of, like, why they went down this road and, and, like, what it does for those characters and whatnot and what it sort of does to give a new lens on the entirety of, like, Star Wars, I thought was pretty cool. And I I, I really like the, the main plot. Again, I don't want to get super specific into spoilers, but I like what they do with Luke, um, especially with, like, sort of what they do with uh his story and like how his character would realistically sort of act after that um and i think like mark hamill gives a really good performance like first time being luke in 30 years you know uh and like carrie fisher was great uh the new cast was was great i i really daisy ridley as ray i think was awesome and sort of her chemistry between Adam Driver, who plays Kylo Ren, was fantastic, and sort of their their whole dynamic, I think, is probably the most unique thing to happen in a main Star Wars movie. Yeah, and it, um, yeah, it was, it was super cool. And I, I don't, I honestly don't think I can sort of uh, talk about the movie without spoiling it. So I think we might as well get into to main spoilers here. So before we get into it. Dad, do you recommend people to go see Star Wars The Last Jedi? Oh, of course. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is that even a question? Uh, For me, I honestly, yes. I I think it's, you know, it's very... Even if you're super, like, a person who might have already seen it and not into it and are questioning all of these things, maybe go see it again and uh, try it out. Because it is, the Star Wars is so unique in so many different ways, and I think it's it, it's very special in that way. I think there are some problems with the... Some things with how it was made, like, Ryan Johnson is, like, one of my favorite directors, and he is, works with great cinematographers, and a lot of his, like, he directed some episodes of Breaking Bad that are beautifully shot. He directed Looper, which is beautifully shot. And this one, sort of just from a um, filmmaker point of view, where it's, like... There are a lot of shot Like, this movie wasn't as beautiful as I thought it was going to be. Like, I it sort of reminded me, like, it was on par with The Force Awakens, sort of, of, like, camera work and, like, aesthetics and sort of how it all looked generally, uh, which sort of let me down uh, just from a sort of background side of filmmaking. But... And you know there were some side plots that I was like, yeah, oh, whatever. Like this isn't great, but it didn't ruin the movie for me. I I really think that the main story, um, it sort of is what brings this all together, and it's very cool and very unique. And so yeah, I highly recommend. Do you see it? And if you weren't a fan, I I understand. I there are definitely points that I understand, but um,
1: everything else landed for me. Well, I just you brought up a point that uh, when. Empire Strikes Back came out mm-hmm. that it was very divisive divisive as well I didn't realize that so many I mean I was five yeah it, five or it, six when it was released yeah um, so I mean I loved it I was five <laughs> you know, I was like, this is awesome and I'm sure He's five year olds yeah <laughs> this is amazing <laughs> I'm sure five year olds so, who all saw The Last Shadow were like this is awesome well yeah they also thought episode one was awesome too um, <laughs> I'm sorry I was five but so think about that I mean there are casual Star Wars fans Mm -hmm. that you know still think that uh, Return of the Jedi is the best Star Wars movie Yes, come on I mean, growing it's, up, Return of the was Jedi good. was, like, my favorite one. The, and for a, for a kid, yeah, because there's a lot of action right up front yes. with Return of the Jedi. They and go and save Ewoks. Han Solo, yeah. Luke does the flip and catches his lightsaber, you know. I mean, I mean, the, the first 30 minutes yeah, of that movie are fantastic. fantastic. And when you think about, like, the first 30 minutes of Empire, where, okay, they're on this ice planet, and there's a lot of dialogue, and, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, yeah, he, a lot he of gets captured by the Wampa, but... It's not like high action. Yeah. Um, it, t- it takes a while to get into the story and mm-hmm. the action. And, and for the obviously with the first one, too, there's a lot of setup. But, yeah, I was surprised to hear that uh, it was kind of split with Empire with, you know, 50% of the people loving it and 50% of the people hating it. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, I that... And especially for a sequel... Um, it's it's one of the... It's it, not even... One of the most successful sequels. Yeah, it's
0: one of the... It's, I think, um, without a doubt, the most successful sequel is when you sort of put into context, like, when it came out, and sort of, like, what sequels were, like, yeah, like, how, like, uh, much
1: of a risk that is. Yeah, I mean, Home Alone 2 is comparable, but... um, uh, But, uh, yeah, that's... So, in other words, and I'm sure a lot of those people that didn't like Empire when it first came out... Sort of grew... Realized, oh, wait a second, just because things didn't happen the way I thought they were supposed to happen doesn't mean it's a bad movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? It didn't follow the mm-hmm. storyline I thought it was going to follow. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, so, like, I, so I, I do
0: agree with that. Like, I, I think, you know, give people time, and I think they'll come around like, oh, this main plot is actually super cool. Because that being said, I do understand people's gripes with it. Like, there are some, and we'll get into spoilers stuff, but uh, there are some some threads that run a little thin. Um, but then, like, you and I were talking about some stuff in the car where, like, we sort of put together, like, oh, no, this happened because of this and, and whatnot. But anyway, we recommend you go see Star Wars The Last Jedi. Uh, we really liked it. We saw it twice yesterday, and we're seeing it a third time a couple hours after we record this. So we're, we're obviously pretty big fans. And uh, we, we hope you enjoy the movie as well. So without further ado, let's get into... Spoilers, spoiler territory. So, if you haven't seen the movie, click out now and then come back after you've seen the movie and come hang out with us and uh, sort of gather our thoughts on this movie. So, I don't even know where to start
1: really. Okay. <laughs> where, well, do you, where do you want to start? Is, this is just, I've been thinking about this. So, when did Carrie Fisher die? Carrie Fisher died.
0: About a year ago. Okay. She so died been, when been, I, I was in Cleveland, and okay. it was Christmas time, and okay. The Last Jedi, I believe, was mostly shot.
1: Okay. So that's the th- that's my now big gripe with the movie, because I've been thinking about it mm-hmm. now for almost a day. And, okay, so you know Carrie Fisher died, so she can't be in the next movie. Yeah. So you allow, allow her to survive. So either mm-hmm. you're going to kill her off... In between movies, yeah, or you're gonna have to kill her off with a CGI character, which no. is so a, I honestly which is <laughs> unless if they've garbage. already shot some scenes for the next movie. With I her honestly in
0: think it. I don't think I think she'll be in the opening crawl, and I think it'll give a justification of why Leia isn't there. I don't think they're gonna kill her off. I think they're gonna like either that or there's like a scene where they're like um, they're talking about her and like. I don't think she, I don't think Leia the character dies in that universe, but I think they give a justification of why she's not in the event of episode 9. And I think that's sort well, of I the I think eventually I, she
1: has to die. Yeah, Everybody well, dies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but for but you're for, saying in episode yeah, 9. Yeah, yeah, I don't think
0: like die. yeah, and okay. because I feel like d- definitely I uh, I'm sure that after she passed away everybody even like for the crew of episode eight were scrambling to figure out what do we do with this? Because like the, the story was already complete. Everything was shot. Like they knew the story that they wanted to tell. And I feel like, I think in their mindset, the reason why they stuck with it was because it was the story that they gave to Carrie Fisher. And it was the story Carrie Fisher wanted to be a part of. So I feel like they didn't want to take any of that away from, like, her passing. And I respect that. And But it is very weird, like, question yeah, I mean, of, like, how will they deal with that? Especially with it, they not... have
1: the scene where she's in the... Uh, in space. <laughs> yeah, and then just, like, floats back. And it was funny, because the first time we were watching it, as mm-hmm. we were watching it, I'm like, is she a space... Is, I mean, uh, is she a, a force like ghost? A ghost? <laughs> like, what's going on right now? So, that yeah, that was kind of weird. And, you know, fine, if you don't... If she doesn't die there, then maybe... She dies in the like the last scene because okay fine, I I don't know it just it was a weird <laughs> that was a very weird like then don't shoot the where they were on the bridge basically mm-hmm. like don't have the bridge be shut down then if yeah. she's gonna live there and maybe have something happen later yeah maybe they want okay fine they want her to reunite with Luke at the mm-hmm. end yeah but, I, I mean I, even I, I though think that was really even wanted... though that wasn't really Luke yeah um but, but it was still, still like a heartfelt she had it, moment yeah. between I mean, they were the two siblings they were. Know? They were technically together because yes. they they were interacting. He was yes. he wasn't physically there, but he was emotionally sp- there. Yeah, sp- <laughs> and spiritually. I mean, he was actually controlling the actions of yeah. that whatever essence. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just that that I, I kind of I I still kind of have a problem with that. Yeah, it's yeah. like
0: so. I want to I want to talk about the first the big gripes. The the two really the only two gripes I have with the movie. Uh, And then we can go into sort of just all the stuff that was so cool about this movie. So the first thing, that scene, where it blows up, and she's in space for, like, maybe a minute. And, like, I mean, there's, like, a full-on shot with, like, Kylo, like, still flying around, and then he pulls back. And then they go back to the shot with with Leia, and she's in space, and she's frozen. And you're like, oh, this is how they're going to, like, sort of let this character go and it's sad and then her hand moves and you're like wait and she she wakes up and she pulls herself back to the ship and to me when that scene was happening
1: i was like this is
0: a bad scene this is a bad moment but it could have been cool it, it could like like sort of her waking up in the middle of space after being in space for like a, a minute or two and then her pulling herself, which, like, the CGI in that scene was really bad. Like, she looks yeah, really Yeah, like stiff. I said. I, I said, I
1: thought maybe she was a force ghost.
0: <laughs> and then, like... But then she gets to, like, the door, and she, like, falls, and they, like, have her in the breather or whatever, and it was, like... It was a very interesting choice. I think, like... Because I I know why they wanted to do it because they wanted to have this moment where it's like Leia is using her Force powers finally, you know? And it's like, I not even finally, I think it might have been an allusion to, like, maybe she's been, like, practicing using the Force for the last 30 years, you know? You just haven't seen it. And I feel like it could have been done way cooler where maybe if she wasn't... Like, in the scene, she has her back turned uh, when, the, when the bombs come in. Maybe if she had... Was looking. I feel like the scene could have been done way cooler if she was looking out at, like, the bombs coming towards them, and right when they hit, she uses the force to, like, keep herself in the room and pull herself back into, like, the safe area of the ship. I think that would have been cooler, or, like... I think, like, something like that, I think, would have made that moment just as powerful and strong and meaningful for her character. So I think it was definitely a weird choice to, like, have her... Sort of die
1: and then not. Well, I think I think actually the main part of that scene wasn't necessarily about her. It was more about Kylo Ren and so not cool. being able to kill his mom. Yeah, because um, he had the clear shot mm-hmm. and he chose not to pull the trigger. And, and then, then the, the two tie, tie Fighters still come in completed the shot. Whereas you know in the last movie he was able to kill Han Solo yes. with you know not. You know, I mean, There's all there yeah there was, but I there think that, I think that scene was more about Kylo Ren than it was about Princess Leia yeah
0: but and that, that's totally fair but again I think it was just the way it was done just still looked yeah. bad yeah. um and and so like that that's one of my gripes about the movie but it's one of those things where I was like it's it's bad but like it, it, it's whatever it, it it to me that moment equates to the moment in force awakens where r2 magically wakes up at the end of the movie and nothing really changed to make r2 wake up and you're like what the f- why did that happen there was nothing that changed for him yeah. uh so it's just sort of like a yeah that was that was bad but there's so much else good about this movie um and so the other gripe I had at first in the first viewing was the uh, side story with uh, Finn and Rose and their trip to Canto Bright or Canto Blight. It was Las Vegas. Las Vegas <laughs> and Star Wars. And so this was what I, talk, what I was talking about earlier where the first viewing, I had the gut reaction thing where I was like, oh, this stuff looks like, this planet looks like the prequels and feels like the prequels. This is bad. This is really bad. Oh and <clears throat> um in the
1: first viewing that's when I fell
0: asleep yeah and that's where you <laughs> fell asleep and you're only you're only asleep for like that section because when you woke up when you watched it the second time you're like yeah that was that's the only part really, I missed I really missed yeah, yeah and so for, for me the first time it was sort of like a reactionary like uh, this aesthetically looks like prequel stuff and it's all CGI and like uh... and then the second time I watched it like actually paying paying attention to like Finn and Rose and I think a lot of people are upset that like Finn's character doesn't really grow a lot in this movie, but I think he is more of a sort of a guide for Rose's sort of journey in this movie, where they go to this place and they learn about the the Grays of the of the galaxy where all of these men are rich off of war and they're selling to both sides, you know? And I thought that was, like, a really cool look at, like, sort of how the rest of the galaxy looks at this war that's been going on forever, basically. And I thought that was sort of, like, a really cool look at the sort of outside of the main story, and I really liked that. And I, I thought it was cool for those, char- those main characters to experience that, because it's something that's never really, aside from really bad ways they did it in the prequels. There was no, like, Star Wars movie where characters really were showed that or talked about that, and I I really liked that. And, um... Yeah, like, there are things that, like, whatever about it, where they, like, get on the weird horses with human faces or whatever, and they're riding around, and I was like, ah, like, this is whatever. Like, it's a... I guess it's a cool moment for her character because she's, like, sort of, um... You know, like freeing this. Uh, she
1: well, is that where she was raised? Was she raised? In I that was area? very. Und- I don't think so, but okay. I think she. She was raised in a similar situation. She where... was raised in a similar situation where she's k- seeing
0: the kids get abused and like having like making them sort of like treat these like take care of these animals, but like also like treat them like garbage and stuff. And I think she like just felt it on an emotional level. So like when she was able to free them, like it was a cool moment for her character. Again, it just wasn't. Done super well, um, and but, like, the moment where, sh- uh, like, she tells the kids, like, hey, like, please don't, like, we're part of the rebellion, and the, the kids are, like, rallying with her it was, like, a cool moment, and, like, there are there a couple good, like, goofs in that, like, with uh, the really drunk little guy putting the coins in BB-8 was, like, cute, you know, and and stuff like that, and I, I think, like, I, I don't think it was... A great storyline, but like it, it was one that like people are equating it to being as bad as the prequels, and I don't see that, you know. Like, I don't think it's good by any stretch, but like, have you watched the prequels recently? They're bad, and they're really bad. <laughs> Literally, a line from the prequels is I don't like sand, it's coarse and it gets everywhere. Like, you think that storyline is as bad as that? No, um,
1: I like the. Uh, The hacker guy, or Uh, Benicio del Toro. Yeah, yeah, he was a cool character character. because he also sort of summed up. He's kind of like that uh, uh, character that's he's neither good nor bad. Yeah, he's just and he
0: sums up that like that storyline in a. Character where it's like all about the grays of the universe and sort of flipping sides and all this stuff, sort of just doing whatever benefits him, you know.
1: And I, I, I think there not are... that I think that that's like the way you should go. But I like that type of character. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's exactly, like yeah. I'm not good or bad. I'm, <laughs> I'm out for me. I just. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's an, always an interesting new character yeah. to put it's in like a movie Jake, that are very, like,
1: like... Jake the Snake in wrestling, or... Uh, yeah. Almost like uh, Boba Fett is that kind of character in a way. Sort I of. Mean, he's viewed as, like, evil, but he's not really. He's just trying to make a living. Money, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, but then his dad helps make the clone army, man. Like, <laughs> they're totally evil.
0: Yeah. Um, but uh, like there are, but def- once
1: again, no, he didn't
0: help.
1: <laughs> he didn't. Re- uh, he j- he just signed a contract. You yeah, know what that's I mean, true, he that's just true. made money. He wasn't like in charge of the clone army yeah. or anything.
0: And so, like watching that storyline, I was like, the better way to have done this was to like totally cut out that planet. What should have happened was like Benicio del Toro's character should have been like a cab. Like he was like a, a prisoner, prisoner. Right. of the resistance, and like they're talking about like how they like they need to do this and he eventually, like, they are for some reason, like, passing the jail cells and he's like, hey, I heard you need to get on this ship like, I can totally do it, you know and then, like, him being a prisoner on that ship, that's how he would find out about, like, the escape pods leaving so, like, when he, like, turns sides and helps out the resistance. He could be like, "Hey, like," and he
1: really didn't. He didn't flip until they got caught. You yeah. Know, what that? Because at first, in the first viewing, because I kind of fell asleep in that part, mm-hmm. you when thought he, he was. A, I thought he was like an on all-comers. their side yeah, the, the entire, whole time. Yeah. Okay. But I realized no, it was just because they got caught. Yeah. He was like, "Well, I could either get, get caught or, or, or make a lot of money." Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, like I really like this character. I think like they could have introduced him in a better way and make it more streamlined. Because I think if you made his character just be on their ship as a prisoner, you could have cut down 20 minutes of this movie that didn't need to happen. And I feel like people like my grandpa, your dad, who saw it with us for the first time yesterday, he was like, it was too long and like I didn't care about any of these characters. I feel like if you cut it down, like if you'd taken out that storyline and put his character on the ship, I feel like it totally... I feel like this movie would probably be regarded as way better overall from people. You know, I feel like this is the storyline. When I watched it, I was definitely like, this is the thing people are really upset about. But, like, there are still things that happened in it that I thought were really cool. Um, and so those were my only, like, two big gripes about it. So let's talk about, like, the everything else that happens, like the main story stuff. I love that... When Ray like, it, it, it sort of takes away the moment from Force Awakens where, like, Ray gets on the island. She gives, like, the... She holds out the lightsaber. <laughs> I, love that. I love that part. Where he just, like,
1: tosses it aside. <laughs> but He's like, just like, whatever.
0: But, like, in the end of Force Awakens, it's, like, this sign of hope and whatnot. And so I can I can also understand why people were, like, that moment is totally thrown away now because he picks it up and he, like, throws it. But regarding to what happened with it, him and kylo and that generation of jedi i honestly think like after like after all of that he would have reverted back to being that farm boy that like sort of just like i don't need to like be a part of anything big i just like want to help myself and you know just like i honestly like all of his chores that you see him do on that planet i honestly think are was like young luke would have thought were super cool of like i have to like fend for myself mm-hmm. and like survival and stuff
1: like I don't know. Like I he really reverted back to like not I think it was almost like a penance. Yeah. You know, like that that was like his punishment to himself mm-hmm. just being completely isolated yeah. and doing like kind of menial tasks mm-hmm. throughout his day and um yeah and like he said he went there to die and mm-hmm. he should be the last Jedi yeah uh, and
0: I really like I thought that was all really cool and I think for, for that character it made it made total sense because like I think like I think what people were expecting like Luke was going to be like this wise he was going to sort of be like Yoda and, and all this stuff and I, I one of the many ex- examples of why this movie is so different is that they go against that curve he is not like this master Jedi master anymore like Luke was only sort of, like, a Jedi Knight for, a mo- like, half a movie, really. And, like, the other, the rest of it, he's still, like, this young kid who doesn't really have the Force figured out. So I, I, I sort of like that, like, he doesn't feel like <clears throat> he um, is allowed to teach this anymore. And he is sort of making, like, snarky remarks that totally, like, young Luke would make and um, giving Ray crap all the time and, and stuff. Like, I, I totally was down for that. Um, and sort of seeing, like, Ray's frustration was really cool um because, like, you know, I, I feel like she's almost part of the audience at that point where she's like, this isn't what I expected you to be. This is bullcrap, you know? And that frustration, I think, led her to sort of the weird friendship with Kylo Ren for a little bit, you know? um And, yeah, I was...
1: I, yeah, anyone... I feel like if Luke had... Uh agreed to like train her right away yeah and even if he wasn't going to go back with them if he had just Trained you know agreed her, her to train her mm-hmm. that wouldn't have made that relationship with kylo possible she yeah would, she would have should have been like no like, and then like when they kill they, and, her, and, yeah you know, and like, so like it, the secret sequ- like
0: i totally agree with that where like the sequence of events of like luke wasn't like that their friendship wouldn't have happened so like when they fight at the end it wouldn't have i felt like really given an emotional depth that the movie actually gave yeah. you know and, like
1: and, well she wouldn't have gone to yeah, kylo if,
0: like she if, would have listened to him yeah. and, and, and whatnot because i feel like ray compared young like ray now compared to young luke i feel like she's a little more mature and is ready to give like like listen to orders and instruction so like if she was on Dagobah with yoda she would have stayed with, to complete her training
1: i don't think she would have left you know um and so well part of it has to do with their upbringing as well where she pretty much raised herself mm-hmm. and uh had to learn to survive on her own mm-hmm. you know Luke was raised by his aunt and uncle yeah, but he also had uh kind of I mean a semi-normal childhood where he had friends yeah. and you know had... sort of like <laughs> connection with friends yeah and, and they like... were they were all going off to school yeah, you know, or, or the rebellion and well, stuff yeah. like that um. So you know that's he was a little bit of a whiny and mature guy. Where <laughs> she was, you know, she she was an adult mm-hmm. at the age of twelve or thirteen. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and and in the first movie, what she's like sixteen to eighteen, something like that.
0: I, I would I would argue she uh, might be a little closer to Luke's age in A New Hope. So, so like uh, Luke, Luke is like eighteen, 18 to 19, twenty. Yeah, yeah. Um, and. Yeah, I, so I, I really liked that whole thread where it's like her frustration with him led to this like weird like friendship with Kylo, and so like you get emotionally invested because I feel like everybody for this movie was theorizing like, oh what, like Ray my turn or Kylo's gonna, gonna flirt, turn yeah, you know, yeah. and so like this movie totally fed into that and you are on board and you're invested and that makes their splitting at the end like they're falling out so like so much more weighted you know i love that and like when he like we're like all right kylo like you're a good guy now right and but no realistically
1: but then you also think that you brought this up if if kylo flips who's the bad guy now yeah exactly but if ray flips there's still plenty of good people yeah you know i mean i mean yeah there's that uh redheaded dude Bad guy. Uh, Hux, <laughs> yeah, <whatever. laughs> but, sort of uh, like the side character. But there's no... The but there's no there would be no Sith-type character anymore. Yeah. Whereas, even at the end of the movie, where that kid, when he grabs the broom... You yeah, he's like, using, using the force. The force yeah. Which was
0: so cool. And, like, this movie was definitely about, like, you don't need to be someone's Like, you don't need to be connected to anybody. And, like, I this is a good time to talk about ray you don't
1: have to have a bloodline yeah. to be a jedi which was never really you know back in the old republic a thing random you know? kids were it, force
0: sensitive yeah know? exactly and so like you know I, I this movie went against sort of like all of our theories cuz uh, another question was like who is ray li- related to and like it, it, she's obviously a skywalker or no she might be a kenobi or like She's the em- emperor's granddaughter or something. It's like ah, oh, no, gross. Or like the worst theory of them all was that she was reincarnation of Anakin Skywalker. Which was uh, <laughs> like when people were like, yeah, that could be totally a cool story. And I was like, oh, you're you're an idiot. Like that's bad. <laughs> uh, they would never do that in Star Wars. But like, f- I love that. And who knows if it's true or not?
1: Because he like well, no, because she, she. I the second in the second watching, she's <laughs> the first one to say that her parents were nobody. nobody. He's yeah, He's like, that's you true. know where they are, and she's like, they're nobody, and he's mm. like, yeah, you knew all along. So yeah, yeah.
0: and I, I I I really like that because it's like, you know, it it gives the sense of like, hey, just because you're not like a part of like a bloodline or anything, or you you haven't been a part of this family story for seven movies, doesn't mean that you're not important, you know? And that, like, last shot with the kid definitely sort of brings back that theme where it's like, you know, anybody can be, like, a, a hero in this universe, you know? And I, I really liked that theme because it very, it was very different from the rest of the Star Wars movies where it's very bu- much about, like, the Skywalkers and, like, they're always the hero or the hero turned the villain, villain. villain and stuff like that. And it's like, it was always... People always complain about these movies being way too convenient. Like, it's too convenient that it's always about this one family, you know? And I I think it's funny that people are complaining that this movie goes against that. Like, this is the first movie that goes against that, and they're still like, meh! And it's like, well, you guys complained about this for years. So, I, I really liked that, and... Oh, man, like, they're, like the relationship with Kylo I, I loved because, like, the elevator scene, right, where they're going up and they're both convinced that the other one is going to flip. <laughs> and you sort of sense, like, so, like something weird was going on because
1: she's like, I saw your future, like, you flip. He's like, well, I saw your future. Well, you basically, fled. she said she saw his future and it didn't involve Snoke. Mm. Um, which turned out to it, be true. true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so let's talk about that. Is like,
0: how do you feel about sort of, like, Snoke was sort of introduced as, like, the big bad of the trilogy in the fir- in Force Awakens, and now he's dead. So uh, how do you feel about that? Like, it was sort of them killing the big bad in the second movie, not the third.
1: Um, I thought it was cool. It, like, <laughs> like you said, uh, it was cool to see a Sith... Turn on another Sith,
0: because you never see that in a Star Wars well, movie. Well,
1: Vader and the Emperor, yeah, but um, like a Sith turn
0: end. on a Sith while he's still, still a Sith, Sith you yes. know? Like yeah. Vader turns like, back. Now the side. I'm in charge. Because you hear you story know? like the story of Plagueis and uh, the prequels, where like his his student turns on him and is still a Sith and stuff. Like the the whole stories of like there are always there's always two, there's always a master and an apprentice, and that's it sort of thing. Like was always cool to learn like sort of hear about they
1: never go to it And, and often it was The Apprentice Taking over, turning on the master, master with yeah. the Sith, because except for anyone who has power, always wants more power, and if you're second in charge, you always want to well, be first. Exactly. <laughs> so, dude, and so, like it a w- lot.
0: W- except for Sidious, where he like went through like three Padawans and like three movies and stuff is dumb. Um, how did you feel about sort of them paying homage to the prequels, where Luke says uh, Darth Sidious, because he's never called Darth Sidious in the original movies. Um, he's just the emperor in the original movies. I don't. I didn't notice that. When... He. um It's. I forget when. It's one of the lessons he Lucas saying with like giving Ray, and it's like oh like, um, he's talking about the failures of the Jedi and stuff, and he was like, and they were full. They were a. Entire like army of Jedi were fooled by Darth Sidious. Uh, and so, okay, okay, And I no, was like, oh, no, that, that was man. an interesting choice. Um, and it's one of those things where it's like the prequels are sort of just canon now. So we, even though they're bad, we still have to sort of accept that sort of lore in a way. You know, <laughs> I know.
1: the Minoclorians. I love, that, I love that they don't bring them up anymore. But what? Why? Why did you do that? Like, it's just, um, you know, and they and they, that's what was cool about this movie, too, is that because they brought back how the Force is this feeling, this sort of field. And energy. That is between all, everything. Yeah. Not just living things, but the like, rock, the yes. ship, you know, yes. between God. everything. That scene is so cool. Like, and it's so
0: funny where it starts out and she, like, reaches out. He's, like, <laughs> tickling her and then he, like, slaps her. like, don't reach out with your hand, reach out with your feelings. Feelings. <laughs> and, like, and, like, the way that was the way that scene was edited was also something very different from like how it's like all cut and like we're just going from like l- like the plants growing to like seeing the porgs and uh and all this stuff like that scene is cut just so cool and it like gives sort of like a better understanding of how like when they're reaching out like through the forest, like sort of what they're seeing in their mind's eye and I thought that was awesome. Um, also side note, porgs
1: are bad. <laughs> I was just they're so say, dumb. That's why I started laughing. <laughs> I don't know. I understand, like the uh, we need to make re- toys, comic relief, and yeah, we need to make toys for little kids. We want little kids. And like Brandon way. Hunt, who but works that, at IGN, that's what I had a a big problem with, though. Okay, it was funny when. Chewbacca's they, when eating. They, it. When they kind of first showed up, that they did. Oh, they tried to grab the lightsaber. Saber, yeah, it, it looks like the one was trying to turn it on, and if he had, it would have killed the other <laughs> one. It, that would have been hilarious. Yeah. but they're not going to do that. But then when Chewie's eating the chicken, or you know, <laughs> he's they, eating a pork. Yeah, exactly. And they're all kind of looking at him, saying, "Okay, that was kind of funny." But when they're in the chase, um, where. They, the last planet. Yeah, they draw the um, tie fighters away from all the ground ships. And yeah, stuff. and they're flying kind of through that like crack in the planet, yeah. whatever. Blah, blah blah. And they keep going back to the porgs. It's like this is an intense like scene, scene and it's you know yeah, it, you know has you on. Know, and then they're trying to do jokes with the porgs, and it's like yeah, it oh, didn't cut work. it out, like <laughs> stop it. Okay, yeah, they're real cute. Yeah. You know but it was just it was like, one of those oh. things I feel like. You don't. I really like do s- comic relief in an
0: in a an intense intense scene like, scene like that. Yeah. You know, it's like it, it breaks maybe like, after. You either do it at the <laughs> very beginning, like Luke training Rey, where he's tickling her hand, and then it gets cool, or yeah. you do it at the end, right? Where yeah, like but you
1: don't do it in the middle of like an, an intense where scene. Where Rey like that.
0: grabs the lightsaber, and then Snoke brings it around and hits her on the head, and like brings <laughs> it back to him. You know, like a lot. I really liked a lot of the humor, but it was the only humor I didn't like was all of the pork based humor because I thought it was all timed badly uh, and it was and it's forced yeah it was forced and, but it's marketing and... <laughs> it's that good old like sort of Lucas model of just like we need to make stuff to make the toys yeah, and, yeah. and it's, whatnot it,
1: yeah. and it's the uh, the crystal creatures those little like wolves or yeah, foxes or yeah, whatever I they forget were. what they're called and the, and they, they look like and they, weren't, they weren't overdone yeah um, but that's and they sort of
0: like and they sort of serve like oh like the where did they all go yeah, like we gotta get out of here they definitely served of. a purpose yeah so. Um, And so, like, that was was cool. That was fine. Um, And then, so sort of going back of, like, the the training with Luke and, like, that scene was really cool. And, like, I really liked the whole, like, (laughs) hearing the, the story from Luke, the very generalized story about, like, the falling out with Kylo. And then hearing Kylo's perspective of it. And then, like, Luke sort of telling the full story of, like, I like there was a moment where yeah, he was going to kill him, and, and he then kinda he kind of rethought decided, about it, but yeah. he still had his lightsaber out, and that's when Randa wakes yeah. up, and they, it was like all bad timing bad hope, and bad yeah. communication between them, and I, I thought that was really cool, um, and I'm, I'm I'm trying to figure out where to go next because
1: there's still a lot to unpack. What I want to, what I don't, don't quite understand, maybe, uh, is where does Kylo get this uh rage from and this tendency towards the dark side from yeah i mean you know i mean maybe it had to do with his maybe had to do with han solo Mm -hmm. and maybe his relationship with his parents and their relationship because obviously han and leia don't stay together exactly um so maybe that but do they do do they not stay together because of kylo that's never really like talked about you know Mm -hmm. people don't split up because of their Children or not, because of some people stay together because of their children, but mm-hmm. people split up because they they don't, they're not compatible. Yeah, you know? something goes wrong. Uh, but the the kid often sees themselves can see themselves as the the, the problem. problem. Yes, um, and so that the
0: yeah they're. I think there's some things that you could obviously go into, but they haven't gone yeah, he had into it. such rage. It seems <laughs> yeah.
1: like, like when he was like when he wakes up and he well, like brings all. When he was listening into like his dream state, and there's just mm-hmm. like all this, you know, Ang- shouting anger in his head and, Yeah, because yeah. um, it, it seemed like. Yeah, you know, I want to know more really, about that, yeah. and I
0: ho- I hope they go into it in episode nine. I feel like that's something they could like finally sort of like complete his arc and sort of show like his perspective on the world to finally give us context of like why he's like this um and so with that like going back like um going back away from the main storyline with all the jedi and stuff like i liked poe's storyline of like everything that happened like on the the ship while they're like slowly running away from the resistance and sort of like his thing that he has to learn where it's just like you can't be the hero all the time which is also a theme that sort of connects with the main story where it's
1: like it's not always about being part of the main bloodline or anything well like, it's also it's not about getting in a tie or getting in a x wing fighter and blowing stuff up it's sometimes <laughs> you have to make you know rational decisions yes and, and you strategize and, and, and whatnot you know uh, you can't win every single battle sometimes you have to retreat mm-hmm and worry about the big picture. Yeah, and you gotta say, like, you have battle. to protect what you have and yeah. stuff. Like,
0: after that first battle, like... They you lost see, like you, all their bombers. Yeah, and so it was... And that was... That first battle is super cool, and, like, like you're really rooting for that girl when she's kicking, like, for the remote to come down. Like, you feel that tension. That was so cool. And, like, then, and you feel the frustration with Leia when she looks, and, like, most of her ships are gone. Not just bombers, but just ships in general. Yeah. And you really feel that, and I, I, I like that we got to, see, like... I think this is the smallest we have ever seen the Rebellion or the Resistance or, like, anything, Oh, yeah, you know? definitely. Like, at the end, it's, like, 20, 30 people, you know? And it's crazy. And, like, I think at the end of this movie, there's an... I, I was talking to my friend Jack last night and we were talking about this and his problem was that, like, there's not a lot of questions at the end of this movie. Like, it, it's sort of like, okay, they gotta rebuild and her and Kyla are gonna fight and that's really, like, I don't have any questions. But I sort of like that. I like that, like, yeah, I want to see like how do they rebuild this thing that's only thirty people now? How do they fight the resist or the uh, uh, the First Order? And the fact that I don't have a lot of questions makes Episode Nine like weirdly way more exciting because now I have no expectations. I have like like it could be about anything whereas for this movie and i feel like why this movie was disappointing and weird for a lot of people is because there were so many questions and building up all of this stuff you know where i and i think that's honestly a fault of force awakens like and, and at the end of a new hope you don't you aren't left with questions they won you know and it was like i and i'm sure when that movie first came out they're like oh man that was like great story, and, you know, like, I, I just have to accept it. I'll never see anything again, and then they announce the new one, and they're like, there's more to tell? Like, what? And then they did. Well, um, Vader, Vader was still alive. got alive. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was, like, the one thread. Where the end of Force Awakens, like, who's Ray related to? Why did Kylo and Luke fall out? Um, who were, like, who is the Snoke? Who was Snoke? Who we never were, found out. Who were the Knights of Ren? And I honestly, I, I think Snoke was Snoke. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think he was <laughs> a Snoke. I think, I understand people's frustration about that, because this dude is ancient, so he was obviously around during the time of, like, the original trilogy, and maybe even the prequels, so, like, where was he when all of this was happening? And I get people's frustration with that. But honestly, like, he's, like, he's the equivalent, if you don't even just, if you don't even look at the prequels, right, if you just look at the original trilogy, like,
1: you don't really know who the Emperor is he's just a bad dude you know and he you don't I mean you see him and he talks to Vader and Empire through the like Skype <laughs> <laughs> I mean it is blue yeah that makes sense <laughs> um, but yeah you don't know where he comes from or, mm-hmm. or, or even um, his relationship to Vader really yeah. you don't I mean yeah. you know that he's the main Sith and Vader's his apprentice, but you don't you know, know how you they got there. don't yeah, yeah exactly. how he Vader was manipulated mm-hmm. and stuff and like that. And that's the same thing with Snoke. You don't, you, you don't know where he comes from. And, and so, I,
0: and I, again, the, that was one, another one of those moments where it like went away from the sort of curve of what Star Wars is, and I loved it. You know, like who, like uh, to give like an emotionally resonant story. I don't think you can really make this sort of, sort of like ominous main. A uh, sort of main Sith character, like the big bad. I think this story needs to be about Rey and Kylo, and like the fact that you get like the third party dude out of there. I think makes it sort of more focused. You know, uh, like the fact that Kylo is the one who goes against him because he, I think it's obvious. That Kylo really doesn't care about Snoke. You know, he's just seduced by the dark side, and so like that moment is so satisfying when like you think like that scene, that entire scene is very reminiscent of Return of the Jedi where like Vader brings Luke yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. oh, and, totally. and you think they're gonna have that moment where like um, they're gonna battle each other yeah and they're yeah. like Ray and Kylo are gonna fight and then Kylo turns on Snoke yeah. and then they're gonna go like Kylo's gonna turn but then for a second you're like wait then who would be the bad guy and then uh, but then and they fight together and they fight the Imperial Guard and it's one of the best
1: shot Action sequences of Star Wars ever like, yeah, yeah. I thought it was a cool. That was a cool, totally cool battle. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, was the Imperial Guard, like you said, like in the original no, uh, trilogy, they, like, they just like they just stand there and they get dismissed. Like <laughs> we know, I no longer need your. Services. It's like I it was like, <laughs> like like leave us be. And like, why does he
0: <laughs> even need like
1: bodyguards? He like can shoot electricity out of his hands and, and shit. <laughs> not only that, but it's like his ability to. Uh, Move people the way... Like, just how he tossed her around the room. Yeah. Uh, Like, there was no way that they were gonna have, like, this big battle against him because he was too powerful, you know? Yeah. And so, like... Um, And that's what was cool, too, about uh, the way he was killed is that he, you know, he was... He's like, I know... Kylo's mind. I can see his thoughts like He knows who his true enemy is. Yeah, yeah. Well he and he but he said now he knows he needs to kill his true enemy. Yeah. And it turns out he was his true enemy. He's the one that's stopping him from climbing to power. Yes. Um Oh man, so cool. And like was cool. Yeah, and like he
0: is ripped in half and is very like a Darth Maul moment, uh where he's like, uh he like topples over like when they go back to that scene later on where Hux is in the room and his body like sort of fall or like yeah. his legs fall over it's so funny uh, and... I love
1: that what's his name Hux yeah where thinks he that... brings up the no I just oh yeah he's, about... he's gonna he's gonna, sh- sh- he's gonna shoot it and, he and then he wakes up, up and in he pulls season. it back yeah. I
0: laughed both <laughs> times and no
1: one else did I was like that moment is hilarious <laughs> um, and I also like how Hux thinks that like now he's gonna be in charge and it's like <laughs> dude no, I mean, I mean Kylo is you know not in uh, that last segment like he like tosses
0: him away like nothing. Yeah, you know?
1: yeah. Well, I mean, and Kylo's not um, refined yes. as a Sith, and that's what's going to be interesting too is he, he, how he, he is he going to be able as a leader? Well, exactly, and he, he's obviously not good. Yeah. I mean that scene where uh, you know Luke shows up, you know, at the end, and he's like fire every gun on this guy, and yeah. he, you know he just he gets he's overwhelmed with emotion yeah. yeah and he's like keep firing keep firing yeah. And the guy's like okay calm down i think you got him you know? <laughs> but then then you know it turns out he doesn't kill him and then he's got to go down there and like battle him on his own whereas if he had they had just rushed the uh base, base yeah. they could have killed the whole uh resistance you yeah. know what i mean but his he, d- he does like forward process yeah, yeah his decision process like... is flawed and that's uh what uh The lesson that Poe learned during Mm -hmm. that movie was that, you know, you got to make You got to, like, take your emotional, like, thing out of it. You got
0: to, like, take yourself out of it, and you got to look at the bigger picture. And, yeah, and that's why I really liked Poe's sort of arc and what he has to learn. And sort of, like, at the end, like, Finn sort of learns it, too, but I don't think it, like, landed as well with, like, that whole, like, where Rose, like, saves him. I love that
1: line, though, that we're not... We're not going to win by killing We're our gonna enemies. We're going to win by, by saving the people we love. Yeah, that was really that cool. was a really
0: good line. And then they kiss, and
1: it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's obviously attracted to him. Yes, and even from and the beginning, from the where beginning, she's like, where she's all nervous. Oh, wow. Yeah, she <laughs> sees him as like an idol and like yes. this person to look up to. Um, and then you know they they have like this uh, connection. You yeah. know, they have they have this, they, like, scene this scene whole like, art together and stuff. Yeah. But uh. But it's hilarious when, when he finally sees uh, Ray. Ray again, and they like hug and stuff. I like, I think I turned to you and I was like, I saw you kiss that girl. <laughs> or I, like I know you kissed her. So I, I felt it in the force. <laughs> uh,
0: and like, I, I feel like at the end, like Finn finally becomes a hero because even in Force Awakens, he wasn't really a hero. You know, like in Force Awakens, he abandons the first order. And then he, like, pretends to be part of the resistance, but only to, like, impress a girl, and then, like, runs but also, away.
1: But also, not just to impress her, but also to get away. Yeah. I mean, he he doesn't want uh, to be seen as and a like, stormtrooper. And the only
0: reason he comes back is because he sees Ray get kidnapped. And that's, like, he doesn't really have enough, like, he doesn't, he's not, like, full resistance, yeah. It no, he's like, just, he, like, get
1: away from the... First Order. Yeah. I was going to say the Empire. Yeah,
0: and, like, get away from the bad guys and also, like, protect, like, his own, you yeah. know? Uh, and so, like, when, like, I feel like people in this movie were expecting him to be all, like, gung-ho, like, we need to, like, I'm, I'm fighting the bad guys. It's like, well, no, he never really was like that. And, like, he wasn't like that until the end of this movie, right? And I thought, like, when he says, uh, <laughs>
1: what's, what's the uh, female stormtrooper in silver oh phasma yeah phasma once he says you've always He's been, been scum and, and he then he goes, goes rebel, rebel scum <laughs>
0: and that like that was a cool moment for him and that's why like i think like that sort of works for me like the whole like going to that other planet and whatever works for me a little better because it does serve his character a little bit not a lot but there's like cool growth there that like you don't really think about until you look back at force awakens and you realize like oh his character didn't really grow at all in that movie and it does sort of he does sort of come out of this childish like running away sort of thing and it's finally fighting up against his demons like the fight against phasma even though it was like they never really explain like how she got there like i like we know from seeing episode four that it's very easy to get out of a trash compactor
1: like they never showed her being put in, in into anything yeah like they just they, they, they might have just made the they joke referenced it he's because yeah. he was like oh you got any trash compactors around yeah there?
0: Uh, like, they could have just made that joke. Like, who knows? Who cares, you know? And, like, I. so, like, the assumption at the end of Seven was that she was dead, or maybe she wasn't. And then, like, when she comes back in Eight, only for a couple minutes, like, I think people were very disappointed. Like, oh, she, like, comes back, and, like, she's not even cool and stuff. Like, I don't think she was ever there to really be a character, like, on her own. I think she was there to be a symbol of, like... Finn's still weird attachment with the First Order. Like, it was sort of like a sort of a foil, you know? She was a a foil to him in the sense of, like, how he is totally not dedicated to, like, really anything, and how she is full-on dedicated to the First Order and stuff, and, like, him finally facing her was like a turning point for his character to be like, no, I'm finally standing up and not running away anymore and, like, doing this, and... I thought that was really cool. Like, I, I that whole fight scene was really a growing point for that character, and I loved it. Um, and real quick, let's just talk about how they got to that fight scene, where that whole ship comes apart. Oh, yeah, Laura Dern's awesome. Character, Laura Dern's character, I think, is the unsung hero of this movie, where she is sort of being very, like, strategic. Like, she's trying to strategize and trying to take any opportunity she can get, where Poe is, like, very emotional and, like, we need a plan now and stuff. She's, like, get this asshole off my bridge and
1: stuff. And, um, and, yeah, and at first, during the first viewing, I thought she she was, was like, plant. plant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, like, the
0: fact that, like, and they sort of set it up where it's, like, she is sort of suspicious and stuff. And, like, of course you would be on Poe's side because Poe's one of the main characters. But at the end, it's, like, no, Poe has to learn, like... You got to be smart about situations and you got to take what you can get and you got to like get like sort of take what you're given. Pick your battles. Yeah, basically. pick your battles. And the like her at the end where she realizes that like because Benicio Del Toro's character like I think uh, the thing we didn't get the first time was how he found out that they were escaping on escape pods, but yeah. then we remembered that Poe is talking to Finn. Um, Finn and Rose and Benicio Del Toro is in that there. same room and yeah. he's like they're getting on escape pods and stuff so like, when they get captured Benicio Del Toro is like hey they're they're, they're escaping on escape, pods, escape pods So if you want to get them and so when she sees that she realizes like I need to not just go down with the ship I need to like have it go down for a purpose to save them and like that like using light speed to go through another ship <laughs> is the coolest thing to ever happen in a Star Wars movie because like that was never even a thing that had ever popped like that was never even a question in my mind of like what would happen if like what would happen if someone did that that was just like nah just people don't do that you know and so
1: like when she does it and 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 you didn't realize, realize, you first... realize it's gonna happen before it happens. Yeah. Too. You're like when she starts running you're like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, she's gonna go into the lights and <laughs> take out that chip. Oh, um, my... and it was a coolest scene, and the first time we watched it, I thought it was for a fact that the, kind of there was, like, no, there was no sound. sound like, and there was someone someone in the theater even said, Did someone turn the speakers off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so but then in the second one I turned to you and I was like, Oh my gosh that's how it would really sound because she's traveling at light speed. And so light travels, light faster, travels than, faster than, than sound. sound. So that's what it would actually like look like. It's if like a light light where you see it and you and don't hear, hear it until later. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was oh, such a cool scene.
0: Oh my God. And then like, <laughs> and you sort of realize, like when Hawks realizes and stuff, you're like, oh, it's about to go down. <laughs> and it's like one of the coolest moments in Star Wars. And yeah, it was just oh, so awesome. And so shout out to Laura Dern who like, not only did that and, like, sacrifice herself and made one of the coolest moments of, of Star Wars, but also, like, her character and sort of, like, knowing how to lead people and sort of, like, taking a back step of, like, sort of puppeteering and sort of just, like, trying to trying to find hope uh, any way that she could. And, you know, like, I the one thread, like, people were questioning was, like, did she know the entire time that they were going to go to that one planet crate or whatever, like, at the very end? They must have known it was th- thereby by. Yeah. And I think it, people I think were people lit. were upset where it was like, why didn't she just tell Poe in the first place about that? Because then, then they wouldn't have needed to send Finn and Rose on that whole journey. And I think a couple of things. One, she knew that he was, like, a hot-headed dude, so he, like... She doesn't need to tell him anything. You know? Well, He's yeah, I think captain. that's part of
1: it, too, because when they, their first interaction... She's annoyed she's like, by him. Well, she's like, yeah, you, the, Princess Leia's last move was to demote you. And, yeah. Uh, you know, you're a low-level mm-hmm. And I honestly don't think... person.
0: I honestly don't think... And they don't go into it, like, if she knew the entire time or not. I honestly don't think she knew until probably those last couple hours because when they do the first jump, And they land, they're, like, in the middle of nowhere in space. Yeah, yeah. So they don't really, like, have a destination. Their plan was just to go somewhere, think about where they needed to go next, and then jump there. Yeah. And so I feel like she was just steadying the course, hoping something would come around. And then when she finally noticed that, that's when she started feeling all the escape pods. And and then Poe was like, this is bullcrap. And then she's like, you're a dumb kid. I don't need to listen to you. And then that's when he does the whole mutiny thing. Um, also, shout out to all the C three PO goofs, we're, which were all great. Where he's all, where C three PO every time is trying to do one of his C three PO tropes, where he's like oh, yeah. the probability, and he's like, "Shut up, shut, yeah, up, shut, shut up, shut up, shut up," but he or, finishes anyway. Yeah. To one, and then like when like uh, at the beginning, where Leia's like, "Wipe that like surprised look off no, your face," it was, uh, like,
1: frightened look, yeah, it's like anxious look, or something <laughs> like that.
0: he's like, "Oh, I'll I'll try," and like. All of his, like, trophy things, like, they all, like, won against, and they're, like, making jokes about it, like, it's, how dumb they are.
1: It's against my programming <laughs> to, uh... Be a part of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then the door starts, like, he's like, ah, oh, no! Uh, I love when, uh, was, is it when Leia comes in and stuns Poe? Yeah. I think he's standing in the background with, like, his hands <laughs> <He's> up, <laughs> like, he's in trouble. And then,
0: um... Uh... Uh... Carrie Fisher's daughter, like, puts up her hands, too. Oh, yeah.
1: I didn't uh, realize... Oh, that's her daughter in, in real life. life yes. Okay. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> There's another Skylar? <laughs> no, yeah, that's her daughter in real life. Um,
0: or I, at least I think it was. I, I remember her from Force Awakens, and I feel like a couple people pointed out to me, like, oh, yeah, like that's Carrie Fisher's daughter. I could be wrong, though. Um, I need to do some more fact-checking on that. Uh, but then I, I, I think I think the only couple things we really need to talk about, like, is sort of nearing the end of the movie, unless you can think of anything else, is sort of that last sort of like the the fight scene with uh, with Kylo and Dre was really cool, like uh, where they're fighting all the Imperial guards, and, like, she's caught with one of them. And yeah, and she, she drops, drops her, her lightsaber, lightsaber and catches, catches it in, in. half. <laughs> and yeah, then, like, sweet. the funniest, and sort of, and this is where you do comedy sort of right, is at the very end of, like, a very intense sequence, where, like, she throws the lightsaber, and he just turns it on real quick, and yeah. it goes through his head. Like,
1: it works almost like a blaster. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's it cool. so
0: good. And, like, that whole scene was cool, and then, like, Kylo waking up and they're like hey we need like they're going to that planet we need to go after them that whole last sequence and like in the trailers they show like the scene of like those new walkers and stuff and like so seeing that in the trailer and seeing, like, Leia sort of in the shot with, like, the, the big door closing and stuff, I was scared this movie was going to be a lot like Empire. And I was like, ah, oh, this is going to be the opening scene and it's going to be, like, the Hoth battle because it oh, looks like the Hoth battle. Okay, yeah. And, but it was the last scene and it was, like, completely different from what the Hoth battle was, you know, and I really liked that. Uh, and sort of them only being like 30, 40 people and, you know, they're trying to use everything they can and, like, they're reaching out to, like, allies of, like, the Resistance and stuff and no one comes back to them and that was also sort of, like, a cool moment because I feel like those moments are very much like a Deus Ex Machina where it's, like, a savior at the or i don't know if that's no i don't think that's what it's called but like it's a it's a trope in like old like roman plays where like a deity would come down when everything's a, in trouble like a deity that's never been introduced in the story before and saves everybody and it's all okay and the fact that they don't do that right where they don't like you know some random person doesn't come and save them you know like i really like that they they had to figure it out for themselves and like ray comes in and moves all the rocks and stuff it was like and that was like her f- sort of first time like Purposefully using the force and like being able to, like, sort of using it and knowing what it's about and and whatnot, even though she makes the jokes like lifting rocks, (laughs) which was was funny. Um, Oh, let's actually go back. Wait a second. Okay. Um, I was just thinking,
1: okay, uh, I didn't realize until the second viewing Mm -hmm. that uh, Ray has the. Uh, the book of the wills the yes and, and in in it's in the main falcon, falcon yeah, yeah. cuz you know they have the scene where yoda calls Burns down the down light and and like, and But luke never tree. goes in so he never sees that they're not there she took them yes. before she left yes. which is whatever so
0: uh, so maybe Sneaky. We, yeah
1: <laughs> but also <laughs> but wait i also have to say that i liked seeing yoda uh, and, and I liked, like, the things that he was talking about. It was really cool. Yeah, and, cool. It, like, it
0: wrapped up, like, it sort of, like, gave perspective. I, and that's the scene where I was, like, I realized, like, he's still just, like, this young farm boy, you know? Yeah. Where, like, uh-huh. Yoda's, like, well, you're still not think paying about attention it. Think to, about like, Luke like, where
1: you are. Luke is, like, yeah. what, you what you are, are doing. Luke <laughs> is, like, 60. Yeah. Yoda's 900. He's had a lot more time <laughs> to, like... Reflect on things Yeah exactly yeah. And he was like You know why'd you He's like I told you To pass on what you Had learned Yeah Why, Why'd you not Listen to my advice <laughs> um, But he sounds like Grover <laughs> <laughs> That's what like Initially the first time We watched it I'm like Why is Kermit the frog In this movie And then the second time I'm like no it's not Kermit it's Grover, Grover. <laughs>
0: And it's like, and it's also weird because, because it's it's
1: probably uh, Jim Henson's kid, Jim Henson's kid, as opposed to Frank Oz doing yeah. the voice. And that's the thing, like Henson's kid learned how to do all the Muppet voices, yes. you know, But he, I don't think he really practiced really Yoda. Yoda. <laughs> and
0: uh, like the the weird thing was for this movie, where like they decided to double down on CGI in like the the place where the other planet and stuff. In there. And I was like, okay, like that's that's cool you need to sell what you need to sell right like you need to make things look like look you know realistic enough in either uh practical effects or cgi whatever you need to do um and
1: but yeah yoda they was, made yoda like, it was like a cross
0: between a puppet and a and cgi, CGI and it looked really weird yeah. um it like and, and like i don't know like i'll have to like ask around to maybe people who might know better like he, that might have been just full CGI, but they were trying to make him look like Yoda from the original trilogy. Yeah, I think that's that was the... And, and less like Yoda try. from the prequel trilogy. And, yeah. like, I appreciate it, but it was still, like, weird, like, un, not Uncanny Valley, but Uncanny Valley where it's, like, it sort of looks right, but not really. It's It really doesn't look right. Um, but, it, like, I thought it was awesome that Yoda came back and, like, that whole... That scene... I the scene, ...was yeah. really cool. But then, yeah, he looks sort of dumb. <laughs> and he sounds like Grover uh but okay so we that was the one other thing I forgot about but going and going back to the ending of the movie of sort of like they're all like pinned down and like Luke comes out of nowhere and is like sort of like treated as like the the deity coming down to like save everybody you know but like there's actually like meaning to like why he's there and he talks to Leia and it's like this really good moment like it's their first time being on screen together since uh Return of the Jedi and like they have this moment as siblings and then he gives her like these gold dice from the Millennium Falcon yeah it's like that.
1: the uh oh, what is that the thing you hang in your car yeah whatever other, like uh decoration yeah, yeah. and like but I don't those r- were so that's that was part of Luke's imagined state. Yes. You know what I mean? That what Those weren't the real... Because they did, they disappeared. Dice, yeah, yeah. Uh, like when, uh, when Kylo comes
0: and picks them up and then they disappear and he sort of like... I don't know what that did for him because I don't know what the relevance of the golden dice are to be honest. Well, they're...
1: They were hanging in the money. So, so like, they're... their Hans. Han, little, yeah. Whatever, but who knows? Maybe they are <clears> a throat> gift. Throat> or, or it know. might be something explained in the comics. Who the fuck
0: knows? Um, I'll have to look up. Uh, there, I, I know people out there probably know who read all the comics and watch all the TV shows and stuff. Um, But, like, that last fight between Luke and Kylo, again, is something, like, <clears throat> so different. This
1: whole movie well, was about... Well, that's the thing, too, and I didn't notice it until the second time, is... Luke is not making contact with him at all at intentionally. All. Yes. Intentionally, because normally, you know, in the in a fight, you like you'd block, but yeah. he's just avoiding moves. Yes, like when he does the uh, <laughs> what would you call that uh, limbo? limbo. <laughs> um, <laughs> and like the first year, like, like you think like oh, he's just like really good at like. Uh, I thought he was like messing with him. Yeah, like. Like, when he was doing, like, the, when he did the shoulder thing, it was was so funny. funny. That was funny. But, uh, no, I thought at first he was just messing with him, like, I don't even need to, basically, I don't need to use my lightsaber against you. That's how, like, more skilled I am, and Mm -hmm. and also controlling my emotions, whereas you're obviously angry, and blah, 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 but then I realized, oh, he can't, can't, if he lets him touch it, he gives away, like, what's going on,
0: yeah. Uh, And, like, you sort of, and, like, there there were hints the first time around, too, because, like he brings out the lightsaber and it's blue. And I was like, wait, they just... And you see the design and it's obviously Anakin's design and you're like, wait, they just destroyed that lightsaber.
1: Uh, and I didn't like, even
0: notice that. And his hair is different. Like well, his, his cut, hair
1: was cut. No, see, I thought that's because... It was like a symbol of like him coming back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. And like
0: first viewing, you definitely think yeah. that. But then like second time around where you know it's like not him, you realize like, oh, like that's different and like the lightsaber is there and like... There was, like, a weird thing with, like, 3PO. There was a moment with 3PO where I they don't go into it, but I feel like 3PO might have been able to detect that Luke wasn't really there. Because Luke is using the Force to basically put into people's minds that he's there. How can he do that to a droid, you know? I feel like maybe... He has, he has a pretty weak-minded droid. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but then, like, Luke winks to 3PO, and I was like... Oh, okay, I so... Like, something's going on. Okay. And then like huh. And like like even when they shoot him down and he's still alive, like first viewing you think like he I used like, he a force, the force or yeah. something and and whatever, but then you realize like oh, he's just like a hologram sort of, like a force hologram. And then like that that moment at the end, like this this entire movie was about messing with people using the force, like the whole like we didn't even really talk about like what it did for their characters but like Kylo and Rey when they're talking to each other like through the force was so cool and like where they're connecting to each other and you don't really know why it's happening you think it's like there's a purpose and stuff but then it's you really thought, just...
1: well I thought there was some sort of connection that they had together but, yes I mean was... there there is a little bit of a connection because she is the last sort of adult Jedi Jedi that yeah. has a little bit of training yeah and he's the last sith sith i mean except for you know snoke but now he's dead but but yeah to find out that snoke was actually behind all of that yeah was so like
0: and he like messed with them and that was so cool and then like luke using the force to make kylo think he was there was so cool and like and then you go back to the island where luke is like concentrating you can see like the amount of like pressure it's putting on him because it's like even when Rey was there he wasn't really even using the force because yeah, he had yeah. sort of cut himself off so it's like the first time he's been using the force and who knows how long and like he like it's sort of it's killing him it, it drains him basically yeah, yeah and like at the end like where he sort of has the satisfaction of like knowing that he fooled Kylo and sort of like let's go and that scene is so that shot is so good of him looking and it's the two sons. And it's sort of the wrap up of like him looking at the two sons in a new hope where he's longing for adventure and glory and all of that stuff and he's at the end of his journey. He's looking at the two sons looking back at everything he's done. Yeah.
1: And it was just so and, it's like and ah it no was longer, so good. He's no longer uh, that, looking to the future, the horizon, adventure. Cuz
0: they do it on purpose where like in a new hope he's looking this way. And when you read text or anything, you you sort of you look to the right. Like when you, when you want to look to the future, you sort of look to – for cinematography and filmmaking. You look to the uh, right, okay. and, the hoops, and then for the this left. one, he looks to the left, sort of symbol symbolizing like looking back on things, yeah. you know? and
1: uh, not, uh, <laughs> and no longer needing to. Adventure, Adventure, excitement. And excitement Jedi and craze, just, not these things. Yeah, and just being like kind of at peace. Yeah, with everything. and she says like
0: he did. There was no anger or fear or anything. It was like he was just pe- peace and, and purpose. Yes. Yeah. Um. God, it was that was so cool. And yeah, I, I feel like they they really wrap like there's a satisfaction to how Luke's story wraps up in this more than Han's. I would say like Han dies and it's it's sad because Han. Is no longer in Star Wars, but like as
1: Han never really had like a full like character arc or anything. He's just like a smug. Oh, guy. I disagree. I think uh, you know when Han in A New Hope, Han is a smuggler. Oh yeah 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 that's true. And then uh, he slowly becomes like an important force in the, re- the rebellion, and not only an important force, but he becomes committed to the rebellion, mm-hmm. and he becomes uh, instead of he's almost like. Uh, that that character... Finn? No, no, no. Po. Um No. no. The, uh, the Laura guy, Dern? No, the guy, <laughs> the, the guy that's... Oh, Benicio Del Toro? Yes. Okay, okay. He's okay. a character that only cares about himself. Yes. He's not concerned with good or bad yeah, or right yeah. or wrong. He's just, you know, uh, I'm here with my buddy Chewie and we're yeah. trying to make money and, yep. you know, whatever. Where he becomes a person that actually cares. Yeah, that's fair. And, you know, um, yeah. has feelings for other people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he definitely has an arc. But uh, but also the fact that the reason, um, Honda doesn't really have that type of thing is because, um, Harrison Ford wanted Honda die immediately in the first movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was He's like, never when wonderful. they finally killed Han. He was like, finally, yes. I've been waiting my whole life for this moment. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, and. like overall like I really I really love what they did with this movie um, like within the movie itself and um, sort of like what they do with the lore of Star Wars and sort of like pushing like what can be done with the force and stuff like just like Luke pretending that he's there and Snoke sort of connecting the bond between Rey and Kylo and stuff like seeing more of what the force can do uh, and like with other like little things like I know another question I, that I heard was like why didn't like the 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 resistance is escaping only because they're a little faster than the first order like couldn't they have like light speeded over there really quick and like been in front of them but like for me they, that was like a complaint of someone but for me like I, th- I don't when, think they were when,
1: I don't I, think they were any faster I think well no they were, no, were they going... were a little
0: faster because they were always out of the range of like so I thought they were going like at the
1: same speed, basically. Yeah, but for me, for
0: the... here, my perspective of this, is like, it
1: possible to light speed like <clears throat> thirty feet? That you yeah. know, that's, the, that's the thing. Like, for because the, they ship guys to just go to before light speed Laura, Laura Dern for, did it, you like, know, no, for like whatever whatever little ground they needed to cover yeah. to get on top of them. I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and like before Laura Dern had done it, no one thought of trying to light-speed
0: through things, you know? like, well, that's, that's like a, it's scary. a suicide mission. Yeah, exactly. And so for, like, and for them, like, I think, when, like, that moment happened and people are questioning it, I think back to A New Hope, where, you know, like, oh, like, the, the rebel fighters are here, and they're down in the trenches, like, we should evacuate. It's like, in our time of victory, you know? Like, we don't need to worry about this. Like, we're totally, like, we're totally, we don't, we can relax! Come on, guys, you know? And, like, for me, like, the whole like slow chase scene between them throughout the entire movie was just like we don't need to exhaust any more than we need to like it's a waiting game at this point like we're yeah, we're totally we have, in the victory have, yeah, like we, we just got to wait for them and then we'll fucking eventually okay, they're going to run out of
1: fuel yeah so like that like uh, but uh, but still I, I just don't know the um uh the physics behind doing such a short jump yeah. like when she when she was doing her jump to go, to cut through the snow ship. Yeah, she, you know, she could have set her point for whatever yeah. infinity out in space, but to do a jump that's only like uh, a little past a little past, with a with a ship of that size, like when you come out of light speed, it's. I mean, you kind of come to a, a sudden stop, but just, yeah. to just to do a jump that short, <clears throat> like, seems who knows? logistically hard. I don't yeah. know. Uh, I, it's, it's, again, it's it's a movie about. Moving rocks and laser swords and, and stuff. traveling at light speed, yeah, which is <laughs> it's physically <also> impossible. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's also physic- it was It was also impossible to track through light speed, and they somehow did it. Oh, <laughs> so I found
0: on Twitter someone someone DM'd me a picture of in Rogue One at the end of Rogue One, where they're looking through all of the files to try to find the Death Star plan. She's looking at all of these. Um, project, and one of them is hyperlight tr- tracking. Oh wow! There's like a, an Easter egg for it, like before the movie <laughs> even came out. That's yeah, funny. Which is like, okay, so, Rogue
1: One is still not great, but that's cool. You that's know? what was funny when we were watching that. Uh, how uh, Star Wars was saved by the edit. Yeah. Remember one of the edit things? Watch Someone, that the video, by the way. It's really good. Yeah how how Star Wars was saved by the edit. It's about how A New Hope at the time it was, it was a disaster. Just, it was just called Star Wars, but yeah, it was a complete disaster before the final edit. Um, it's yeah, it's a really cool video on YouTube but uh how when Lucas goes back in and tries to ruin his films <laughs>
0: um,
1: which I you know I, it's it's a piece of art and uh, it's up to the creator it's, to it's it, it not only no I'm saying it's a piece of art and it represents this period in time and to go back 20 years later, and make changes to that piece of art and re- release it as the same thing as, is bullshit. Yeah. You know, like, uh, the, the, example that I've heard used is what if the Beatles went back and changed, you know, went back and re edited Sergeant peppers and then didn't, no. and then didn't allow the original <laughs> well, to, to be to released release, yeah, release, <laughs> like, or whatever. But uh, but in that edit of A New Hope, when Obi-Wan is shutting down the tractor beam, there's there's writing on there that this says, says like, like, tractor beam, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And in the edit, he used some fake Star Wars language <laughs> there instead. So it's just, like, these symbols. And and it, just, makes it makes it even done. more confusing. <laughs> I love it.
0: Um, but I think at the end of the day, I think we, we, it's about time for us to wrap up. We're going a little long. But it's... Um, we had a lot to say about this movie, and, like, the more we talk about it, the more I think about it, the more I like this movie. Um, so I think, like, the last thing we could really talk about is, like, we we ranked um, Force Awakens um, uh, when we reviewed Force Awakens for my older YouTube channel. Um, so let's re-rank the, the movies again. So I, I think I can go first uh, so I can give you some time, because I'm, I'm, I'm throwing this at you, like, immediately, so you might need a minute. So I think for me it goes Empire... Return of the Jedi, The Last Jedi, A New Hope, Force Awakens, Rogue One. I know how important A New Hope is, and I appreciate it, but I think those other movies do things more interesting for for me, at least. You know, um, so Force Awakens, Rogue
1: One, three two one. Okay. So I'm I haven't changed. I'm still Empire's the best. Yes. A New Hope is number two. Yeah. Uh Return of the Jedi is three. three. Um Last Jedi Last Jedi's four. four. Okay. Uh Force, Force Awakens. Awakens five and then three, two, one. Yeah. But and Rogue One I don't consider. Um The thing I'll say about a New Hope and even uh compared to like this Star Wars movie or any other Star Wars movie the reason A New Hope is... It's super important. And the, the what makes Star Wars so important is that... Okay, all these movies that come out now, like all those previews we saw, all the CGI and whatever, all the special effects... It's all started there. All started with A New Hope. Yeah. And see, that's what makes... Star Wars is no longer a different kind of movie because every single movie has all this technology and all this stuff that did not exist in 1977 when A New yeah. Hope came out. And that's... A New Hope was huge. And if A New Hope had failed... We might not have... There would have never been any of these movies. And now maybe eventually... We'd get to the technology. The technology of... would happen. Yeah. But it wouldn't have happened when it happened. Mm-hmm. And Star Wars would have never... This movie wouldn't be have no. been made. No, exactly. And I, again, um, I understand the importance of Star Wars, without a doubt. And... Um, I and it's oh I mean I was three. Or, no, you're I, two. I was two. Yeah, and I I was taken to that movie seven times and, <laughs> in the theater at the age of two, and then because your dad really liked it. Yeah, because my dad really liked it too. And then I, you know, I remember first seeing it when I was like five. Like you're cognizant before. Yeah, like on TV before the uh, Empire Strikes Back came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so I mean I it always have a super. Uh, valuable meaning to me. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, without without a New Hope, none of this technology exists. And I mean, it eventually would would have happened. Yeah. But uh, it wouldn't have been Star Wars. And that's a, a, a Star Wars was a new, a completely new type of movie. Yeah. When it came out, yeah. a New Hope that is. <laughs> so that's why. It, <laughs> no, I totally more, and okay, I totally and that's why that that's why I, you can't say that. Uh, Return of the Jedi is better than A New Hope either. It's, just not, it's not right. <laughs> um, well, everybody, thank you so much
0: for sticking with us uh, for this long. Again, um, <clears throat> sorry that we're – the audio, audio quality is a little uh, lower. I'm doing an on-the-go mic um, video quality. We're obviously somewhere else. I'm in Cleveland, uh, and I waited to see The Last Jedi with my dad. And <clears throat> sort of before, I was like – You know, we reviewed Force Awakens. We should review Last Jedi together as well. So, uh, sorry for sort of quality of, like, audio and video being a little down. But I think we had a really good talk. Yeah, we got this sweet poster. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Unlearned. So, um, for people who might have kept on with spoilers, who still have not seen The Last Jedi, you're crazy. You should have seen it before you went in here. Uh, But also, like... I think the best way to describe this movie for people going into it is unlearned what you have learned. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Thanks. But, uh, yeah, we both really love it, and so like the again, the more I talk about it and the more I see it, the more I really, really like it. Yeah, so. I'm looking forward to seeing it again. Yeah, today <laughs> we're seeing it for the third time in a in a couple hours at this point. So, but again, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, again, this has been Zero Life, a sometimes weekly podcast talk show. Where we talk about nerd culture and pop culture and all the stuff that we love about it. Uh, again. We, when we can post, we've been really busy and really bad. This is our first video in December, I'm sorry about that. Um, it- our full time jobs got, or not full, but like our day jobs got really busy. So, uh, doing the side stuff, uh, had to take the backseat for a little bit. But, uh, we post every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on slash your life and every podcast service, uh, around the globe and on the internet and all that good stuff. Dad, where can people find you on the internet?
1: <laughs> Hopefully, nowhere. Exactly. <laughs> so,
0: uh,
1: I'm signing off.
0: I'll see you for
1: episode nine.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. In another <laughs> two years. Uh, and if you want to follow me, uh, I'm at uh, sadboybarrett uh, on the internet, uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, and all that good stuff. If you want to DM me and be like, I hate you, Last Jedi was bad. And I can just be respond like, that's just an opinion, man. Um, but thank you guys so much for, for joining us. Uh, for those who might have been wondering my thoughts on the on the movie and, and whatnot, I hope I elaborated why I really enjoyed it. And uh, hopefully I turn to you on some uh, opinions of, of the movie and whatnot. But again, thank you guys so much for joining us. And until next time, stay nerdy.